0: Welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 58. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and today I have a very special guest on the show. I'm so excited to introduce Emmy James from Vegan for Life Blogspot and podcast. Hi, Amy.
1: Hi, Elizabeth
0: thank you so much for coming on today and um for for doing your podcast can you um go ahead and give the Blogspot spot address uh for your podcast and um you've got three episodes out now yeah yep well the address
1: is vegan dash four dash life dot dot com and um it's basically a podcast about abolitionist veganism and um, my views on being a vegan teenager in New Zealand
0: fantastic and it's nice to have a young lady I'm not having anything against all the young men I think they're wonderful but it is nice to have a representative from the female community um, so I'm really really glad that you're that you're doing this so um, you've started podcasting if they go to vegan for life um, dot blogspot, Dot com. They can find the podcast there and it's a little blog as well. You have blurbs and you have some links there. Can you just go ahead and give us a little background? I know on your first episode you introduced yourself and you told us your story, but just for the sake of this interview, just can you just sort of briefly again say um, how it was that you went vegan and, um, and then you discovered that you were actually abolitionist?
1: Well, um, about three years ago now, Um, I went on a homeschoolers trip to a goat farm because I'm homeschooled and um, they started talking about the goat's meat and um, stuff in front of all these children and that's really what woke me up and um, so I decided to go vegetarian then and a few months later I decided to go
0: vegan. So, what do you think it was at that time that made you different from all the other kids around you? Because they were all standing there hearing the same thing too. What happened in your mind? Did you talk to any of the kids around you about it? Did you say, "Oh my gosh," like I just realized that these are they're talking about their their bodies, or was it just something internal?
1: Um. Well. Well, I didn't talk to anyone else about it because I was really close to tears, and these other kids didn't seem to mind about it, like one of the boy one of the little boys asked how they called them, and he was really interested in it, so you know it just got me really upset,
0: yeah, I mean, I wonder how many other children were thinking those things. And just not talking about them. I do wonder that because I remember having the same kinds of thoughts when I was a kid. And I went home and I tried to talk to my family about them. And, um, that's as far as it went. But I do wonder, you know, um, once we get more young vegans who actually can stand there and talk about it, maybe they'll draw these other kids out of their shell because you were lucky enough to have this amazing epiphany, to apply it to your life, to decide to apply it to your life, to have the strength to apply it to your life, even though you've obviously thought you were the only one feeling this way because there were other kids who were just didn't mind and there was one boy who was all interested. So it's a good thing that you had the strength of mind to do that, and also the support system at home. Was your family supportive? It sounds like they were from your podcasts. Yeah,
1: um, they were all okay with it, Um, yeah.
0: So you explained the reasons why, and they accepted that and said, okay, we'll work with you, because obviously you were just, was it 13 or... How old yeah. You? yeah. So they were still—they're still very much in charge of your meals at that point, um, and you, the clothes that you wear and the products that you buy. I mean, they're paying for everything. Probably still now. I mean, you're still young. So, I think that that's a key—that um, um, people like yourself and William and Sam—you're not the only kids who have these thoughts, but you—you you take it, you—you you decide to apply it to your lives and you have the support system at home, and you also have the strength of character to be a leader. So now that you've sort of taken that step in your age group, there are going to be other kids who can look to you and get get strength from you and realize, well, she did it, I can do it too. Because, you know, I would find it very surprising if you were the only one standing there having severe doubts about these little goats. I mean, they're pretty, they're appealing, you know. Um, I, I found animals appealing my whole life. I mean, I don't, there's not a lot of kids who don't find them appealing, so um, but that's an incredible story. Uh, you know that's that's really gives me a lot of hope that you've that you've done that at such a young age. I'm sure you're gonna hear that. you're gonna get sick of us going on about how young you are, so just just try to get used to it. Um, so you actually went vegan um, just as a continuation of that, and then did you what start looking on the internet and finding information because you had nobody who was vegan in your life, correct? Yeah,
1: well, Um, my mum was a bit cautious about me going vegan. She was okay with me going vegetarian, um, because she could understand that from the goat farm, but she was a bit cautious of me going vegan, so she made me do some research on the internet, so I went and did a whole lot of research on the internet and found out a whole lot about it, and, um, yeah, and that... And I was a, allowed to go vegan then.
0: So you basically had to teach her. So yeah. if it wasn't the if it wasn't the internet that made you do it, what made you go vegan? What made you say, "Hey, wait a minute, it's not just about goats and it's not just about flesh or meat. It's beyond that." Did did something else happen?
1: I can't quite remember.
0: Um, I don't remember if it was a book
1: or the internet or um, something that um, I just realised.
0: And at that time, did you know it was not a diet, or did you just still think it was diet?
1: Yeah, I um, I guess I still kind of thought it was diet back then. Um, but I was, still wouldn't wear leather. Um, but I did. I, I think um, I was still okay with wool, but I went off wool. And, um, and I went off honey straight
0: when I went vegan. Um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. No, that's interesting. I'm just asking because, you know, I have a really clear, you know, I sort of was helped into it. I was taught by other people. I didn't do it by myself the way you did. That's why it's, it's wonderful to me to hear this story because, you know, that's amazing. Um, There's actually other people who have the same similar story. But I myself, I had to be... You know I had to be confronted with with terrible things and 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 talked to about it um you know and people had to teach me and then I went on the internet and i I taught myself more i didn't have to, I didn't have anybody else that I had to teach it to because I was in control of my own consumption at that point. I think a lot of kids teach their parents I remember Sam's um going vegan as a teenager, he found all the information and told his parents, look, these are the facts and figures. So it's, it's the children, you know, sort of leading the way for the parents, um, as long as the parents are open-minded enough to allow them to even consider that. So it's a very uplifting story, and I'm so glad that you're going out there and telling it, me and that you're doing a podcast as well as um, what – tell us some of the other things that you're doing.
1: Um, well, I've been doing a few YouTube videos
0: I saw one of them. It was about milk. It was really well done. It was animated, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Are you interested in animation?
1: Yeah. Um, I really like 2D and 3D animating.
0: Awesome. That's really cool. So, you're, so basically, you're homeschooled, and I think everybody knows what that means. Um, basically, it means that you don't go to a public school or a private school. You learn um, all your education from the home. Um, yeah. Is a lot of it internet-based internet these days? Um, no, it's
1: um, most of it's still books.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's nice. That's nice for you. I love books. And um, do you find that um, now that you've gone vegan, and um, and now that you have. We'll talk a little bit about how you how you sort of realised that there was this movement of people who felt the same way about veganism as you did. But um just give us a little insight on, on you like how it is for you. You're you're young, you live in Hamilton, um, you live in the Waikato, same as Sam. Is he are you guys pretty are you guys pretty close are you are you each other's sort of support network or have you got other you know other how are the other young people around you you know dealing with this thing i know that you're homeschooled but you have children you have your your brothers and sisters and also i'm sure you have friends i mean you go out with the other homeschooled kids has there been any kind of feedback that you've gotten what's what's the consensus on this on this change that you've made amongst your friends um well
1: most of my friends were
0: just okay with
1: it. They they supported me being vegan, or even though they didn't agree with it.
0: Do they try to argue with you when you when you say they don't agree? Is it like, or do they just say, "Oh well, you're vegan, that's great. I'm not going to go vegan," and then that's it? Or do they say, "Well, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with taking milk and stuff like that." What what is is there any kind of back and forth about it? And
1: they don't really try to
0: argue. With me um,
1: it's it's just they're they're just okay with me being vegan, but they're not going to go vegan themselves no no matter what they no matter what i say
0: okay that's that's a pretty typical reaction um, yeah. people don't want to talk about it, and um, people don't really realize how easy it it is to do um, so one of the things I really loved about your second I think it was your second episode, where you talked about how you, one of your support networks when you went vegan, because your friends weren't kind of like doing it with you, you didn't have anybody doing it with you, is you joined PETA too, right? Is that is that an online joining or is there a local branch? Yeah,
1: it's an online PETA website for
0: teenagers
1: to go
0: on. Okay, so can you just tell us a little bit about – tell us a little bit again about um, – what the kind of things that they were advising you to do as a young teenage vegan, like what, what was their, you know, they, they were talking to you about, about um, free range um, farming and things or factory farming specifically, or how much stuff was actually vegan oriented in the teenage? Cause I don't know anything about PETA too. I only, I mean, I know it's PETA, but it's, it's, it's run by young people. I'm assuming PETA too.
1: Yeah. They had a blog that was um, kind of, um, like vegan and vegetarian-based, but um, they were asking us to sign petitions for stuff like to get KFC to do um, controlled atmosphere killing on their chickens instead of slitting their throats or something like that. Okay, so it was petitions.
0: It was petition signing. So that's a very easy thing to get people to do. When I first... um, I don't even think I'd gone vegan, but I had, was going, I was thinking about things and searching things out. I joined Care2, which I now have, I know Angel Flynn is a writer for that. And I used to literally sign about five petitions a day, okay? And you know, all you do is you click on the link, you, and they even write the letter for you. Did Peter write the letter for you? Yeah. Right. They, did. they wrote the letter for you. So, and I'm assuming mostly the letter was about Peter. Adopt the Peter policy. Peter does Peter that. Um, so they're not even teaching you how to be, you know, an, a, a voice in your community. They're not even teaching you how to to be to take the initiative and go out there and and do things. I mean, they've got a form letter that's all about Peter and the legislature, and they're just getting you to do a click and a, and a, and a signing. Now, unlike, yeah. unlike the other kids or the other people, when you said that you, on your podcast, when you talked about this in episode two, I really recommend everybody listening to Emmy's podcast. Um, you said that you had these thoughts like, why are we, you know, why are we doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Um, did you talk to anybody else like online? Like, were you ever emailing people like about this stuff or was it this again, something that you kind of thought I'm the only one who feels this way?
1: Yeah, it was, it was just another kind of thing where I, I didn't really talk to anyone about it. Um, I just thought I was the only one who felt like that.
0: Yeah, and you didn't see anybody else talking about it, so and naturally you did think you were the only one. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you find out about the abolitionist movement? And Sam, was it? Did you hear his radio show or something?
1: Uh, it was actually Peter 2 um, where I first heard about Sam because he did a, um interview on their blog and, and um, so they were talking about his radio show and that's how I found out about his radio show.
0: So you must have been thrilled to find another vegan in Hamilton around your age.
1: Yeah, but the strange thing is I kind of forgot about it and then... And waited um, like a a year until I finally
0: contacted him. (laughs) And when did you first get in touch with him?
1: Uh, That was about December last year or January, around January
0: this year. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you got in touch with him. Yeah, and um, were you pleased to find out that you weren't actually crazy, and that there were other people who actually believed that, rather than fighting for gassing chickens, we should just talk about all animals and try to teach people how to live without using them, and all those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, it was uh, um, actually the first time I heard about the abolitionist approach was on Twitter, and I, I found I found out about Gary Francione's Twitter page. And I read some of his tweets and um, went on the Abolitionist Approach website. And that's how I found out about it
0: and found all the other abolitionists. That's amazing. See, he's not on Twitter anymore and we're all very sad about that. But we tweet, you know, a lot of stuff from him. So we'll post all his articles. We'll post links to his podcast. So he's still he's still getting put promoted on there, but he he's closed down his Twitter account temporarily. But that's wonderful because um, you know that's kind of what happened to me. Except that people, I wasn't that I found him on Twitter. It was that I was on the Earthlings forum and all the wonderful advocates on the Earthlings forum, and they know who they are and they're. I'd love to shout them out uh, if they let me. Um, they were posting his stuff and talking to people about him, and then I went on his website, and then it just made perfect sense to me. And, you know, um, I also was a member of Peter at the time. So, you know, we have a similar story. Um, a lot of us have a similar story. and um, Whether or not we decided to, you know, whether or not we figured out about veganism just by thinking and, and, and looking at animals or whether or not we um, – learned about veganism from other people, most of us were only exposed to welfare organizations because they are the most public organizations. And we're trying to change all that. And that's why I'm so glad that you're doing this podcast and that you are, you know, representing your community. I mean, we all have to represent our communities. And I think that's really, really important to have all the voices out there. So, um, I was just so over the moon when I saw you are going to do a podcast. I'd seen you on Twitter, and I was posting your stuff. And your dad actually did a website about, about milk, didn't he? So... So you basically are responsible for providing your parents and your family with the information for them to um, give up most animal products, from what I understand. That's an incredible achievement, because my family doesn't want anything to do with it. They're very resistant to it, so um, I wish you could tell me a secret, but I'm sure it's a combination of things. I'm sure it has a lot to do with them as well. So, um, so Amy, what, what do you see for yourself um, with regard to, now that you've sort of now that you're doing this podcast now that you're doing these these things, how do you see um your future and 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 as being a vegan in a, in a New Zealand where we're still you know we are a quite a minority and um i mean we we're going to make it happen, but it might take a little while with you guys' help before we can all have big you know vegan barbecues with all abolitionists and stuff so we're kind of on the fringe. Are you okay with that
1: um yeah, I would like more vegans around. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I would like more abolitionist vegans around. But, you know, there is a lot of vegans in Hamilton, right? I mean, in general, they've they've got a couple of vegan restaurants, um, from what I've understood from Sam. And I know Sam knows a lot of vegans down there. So do you ever get to, like, go out and hang out with other vegans now?
1: Um, not really. Sam's still the only vegan I... um really know in Hamilton. I know there's a vegan group, but we haven't been very involved with um, that group.
0: Okay. I mean, one of the things that um, they do here in Auckland is they have a vegan potluck, and um, a lot of people get together and do it. Now, none of them are abolitionists, but it's still... a. It doesn't mean that you can't go and just... Enjoy the food and just be in a place where you don't have to ask for the ingredients. I know William's gone to a couple of the potlucks, and um, if you can avoid, maybe for just that time, just for that you know vegan barbecue or whatever, put aside the politics and be with them. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice atmosphere to be in to be around other vegans. It's it's like a sort of like a it's kind of like a taste of things to come, you know, where everybody you look at is wearing no leather and no wool and they're, they are, you know, they have that, that non-violence, you know, you surround, you're in a group of people that you truly know are non-violent and that respect animals. It's actually a really wonderful feeling. So I would encourage you guys to even just light socializing um, and, you know, I don't go, <laughs> okay, but I'm really anti-social. Um, but you know, I just think that because because um, you you don't have a huge support network. I mean, it depends. I mean, you, you seem like a very strong person, and you've got your family, so you know, it's it's not a big deal. But um, I think that it is nice to be around other vegans and you can look around the room and you, and I remember William saying, it was so nice just to look at the person next to him and look at the person to the right of him and look at everybody in the room and say, well, at least not all of them were vegan because they were bringing, people were bringing their friends to show them this party and to say, here, we're all going to eat vegan food. You know, this is, this is an idea of, you know, it was like, it was like culinary activism in a way. But, um, but most of the people there were vegan and he said it was a really nice experience. So I don't know. It's just something to keep in mind. Like if you ever, um, you know, if you ever need to sort of just feel normal, I mean, you, you're lucky you have your family and, and you have Sam. But anybody anybody listening by any chance who's isolated, um, Jordan, for example, in Invercargo, and that's Jordan. Oh, and I, I just have to make an apology to Jordan. I mispronounced the name of his podcast and his blog in my last episode, and I didn't even know I'd done it until I listened to his Last episode, so I apologize, Jordan White, from coexisting with non-human animals. He has nobody else around him. He'd have to drive two hours to Dunedin to, to get it to get near um, other vegans, and he doesn't live with vegans. So, you know, there are some people who are in a little bit of a worse, a little bit of a worse situation than. Um, than we are but um I think I got off topic I was asking you um how you see your future as a vegan in this world that we live in um you know have you thought about how you're going to make a living and like you know what what your next move is going to be I mean I know you're only 16 but you're going to graduate soon yeah
1: yeah I turned 17 in two days
0: oh happy birthday in advance
1: thank you <laughs> um I'm planning on going over to Auckland next year to um do an animation course 3D animation course yay Um, I'd I'd really like to become an animator awesome
0: that's so cool lucky you to found something you love already and you can go and continue in your education on that that's that's excellent and animation is you know there's tons of work in animation that's actually I'm relieved to hear that because sometimes I almost feel like I want to you know I wish I could provide you know I wish I could provide jobs for people, vegan jobs for people. So it sounds to me like you're you're on you're on your way, and that's really cool. If you come to Auckland, we can meet, and I'll take you to lunch at the vegan restaurant. Have you been to any vegan restaurants in Hamilton?
1: Yep, yeah, well, um, I've been to the vegan buffet, and we also went to the Golden Age restaurant at, um, in Auckland. Oh, did you really?
0: Oh, yeah. cool. What did you think?
1: Yeah, it was really good.
0: That's good, eh? I always eat too much when I'm there. I always eat way too much. Well, that's really cool. So, you know, we'll definitely see you when you when you come up to Auckland. And um, Yeah,
1: I'm actually planning on going to a short course in October, so maybe we could meet then.
0: Definitely. That would be great. Yay, that's really exciting. I didn't realize you were going to do that. Okay, so can you just give us a little bit um, of inf- information so that we can help support you on um, any animation projects that you have going on at the moment? Because I know there's something you've designed that you're in a competition for.
1: Yeah, um, this was a graphic design competition. Um, it's, it was a maybe um, media design competition um,
0: What's Coral exactly? That's the name of the organisation that's holding the competition.
1: Yeah, Coral um, is a company that makes a whole lot of um, graphic design and Photoshop and kind of software. So they did a competition where you have to make some, make a graphic or a video with the Coral software, and um, and you upload your. Um, designs and people vote for you to determine the winner.
0: Okay, so I'm going to post a link to the Coral and I believe that's C-O-R-E-L and um, I'll post a link to this competition and you basically just go, you don't even have to log on, you just have to give an email address and your name and then you can vote for Emmy's design. Not only is the design a, a really great a design about animal rights and veganism but if she wins not only will that message get out there she will also win some software which will help her with her new career I believe it's software that you're winning yeah yeah okay great so we'll be giving her a head start on her education and things so everybody go there now you you've been in the lead the whole time from what I can tell oh uh... I, I saw that you were in the lead. No? Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were winning. I'll have to go there and vote a few more times. You can vote multiple times. <laughs> you just got to go there on different days. Yeah. Um uh yeah I mean i'm sure that everybody's doing it, so we're allowed to do it too um, yeah. okay so that's that's fantastic. I noticed that you had been doing those animations, and i 'll post a link to your YouTube channel um where you had the the one about milk um and so the website that your dad made when your parents actually found out the truth about the the sort of health implications of milk, did they feel like they had been lied to their whole lives the way we did? <laughs>
1: Um. Uh, yeah, I think so. I <laughs> um,
0: mean, yeah. I mean, they yeah. they immediately took you off milk, right? I mean, you you brought your siblings.
1: Yeah. Um. The second oldest and the third oldest had already gone vegan by then. Um. But the two younger ones weren't allowed to go off milk. But once they read the China study, um, they took them off milk straight away. So how many siblings do you have if you don't mind me asking? I've got four, three sisters and one brother. Are you the oldest?
0: Yep. Oh right and um, and everybody's um, and everybody's pretty much eating animal product free although I do believe you mentioned honey um, is still being consumed. Uh, Is that still true?
1: Yeah, um, it's just with my parents at the moment.
0: Okay. Oh, so none of the kids are eating honey. Good on them. Good on them. Oh, you're so inspiring. Um, I think that you're that you're going to do great things. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today? Anything that's happened? Um, you know, any experiences that you want to share with us? Um, we've got listeners from all over the world, and um, they are all thrilled to. You know, we, we're just thrilled that that so many young people, we start, I sound like such an old fogey. I'm like, you're young whippersnappers today, but I really, it is wonderful, and it is your future, so you are the hope. You're helping your own generation, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be that. So we are very, very excited to hear from you. So, you know, is there anything that you want to share, like any experiences that you've had?
1: Well, on YouTube, like a few weeks ago, um, there was this guy who um, was arguing like about sentience um, and it was kind of kind of didn't make any sense because he, he was arguing that animals that are sentient um, don't uh, can't um, animals that are sentient can recognise themselves in a reflection, and animals aren't, that aren't sentient can't. And and so most animals aren't sentient. Um, so I tried tried explaining sentience to him, but he still believed what he said. Um, then he started talking about just the. Humans evolved to eat meat kind of thing, and um, we were made to eat
0: meat. Did that inspire your last podcast episode then?
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it did.
0: That's excellent. That's what people don't realize when when they're arguing with us. They're actually helping us because people will ask me something and say, well, what about this? And I'm like, good question, and then I go and find out and then I say, oh, I've got an answer for you because there's an answer for everything. So it is a good experience. Um, was he polite? Was he respectful? Do you know what country he was from?
1: Um, not really.
0: How was his attitude?
1: Uh, was kind of defensive. Um, but he, he said he respected vegans and he said he doesn't um, drink milk or honey because he believes those are unactive natural um but he still thinks it's okay to eat meat but he said something really good he said that he believes that if if someone believes someone disagrees with this cruelty and still eats meat he believes that they that that's wrong
0: that's interesting um First of all, I just want to say, I wish he'd respect animals rather than vegans. You know what I mean? I don't care if he respects me or not. He's not eating me. Um, But anyway, that's good. But, you know, that's interesting what you say. So are you basically saying that he doesn't think that cruelty to animals is wrong? Did he come right out and say that?
1: No, he, um, I think he's, um, well, he wants his meat, like, humanely raised. Oh. Yeah. He said that he has some kind of disease um that means he has to eat meat.
0: Oh, did he post uh the name of the disease on your YouTube channel? You don't remember the disease off the top of your head?
1: Yeah, um I could just um find it now. Yeah, these were just um in pms. So,
0: yeah. Oh, private messages. He was private yeah. messaging you. Interesting.
1: Um, um, it's us call it Duchenne, D-U-C-H-E-N-N-E.
0: Okay, everybody, Ken's disease, D-U-C-H-E-N-N-E. Uh, we all need to learn about that disease because somebody's claiming that you can't avoid eating meat on that disease. What well, was his claim, that he would die?
1: Um, he said it's, um, it's rare for someone to live to an adult with that disease. Um, and he's 30 years old now and very much alive. And he thinks the fact that he eats meat every day is why he's still
0: alive. Oh, he thinks that. Yeah. There's no, there's no doctor. It's not, not like a fact. He's claiming that the reason he's still alive is because he eats meat every day. Yeah. Oh, all right.
1: He even said the doctors don't know
0: why he thinks it's from him eating meat. <laughs> okay. So um, it's, it's a very convenient thing to say, isn't it, for him? I would definitely love to talk with him about that um, because that's just awfully convenient that he's decided that that's what's what's um, preventing him from dying. When, um when he doesn't know. But, um, okay, so that was an interesting experience for you. And at least, at the very least, he, he didn't call you any names or anything like that. No. That's good. That's quite polite. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Um, that's, that's a good start. That's a good start to a, to a debate. But thanks for sharing about that. I will have a look at that disease and see if anybody else, um, you know, anybody else comes up with it. I was reading there's a big um, debate going on on Huffington Post right now. And, um, this like, oh my gosh, I don't know how many, it's like 900 comments. I don't even know. And, um, I'm still trying to get through them all, but, um, there's a couple of people on there claiming that there's a certain type of kidney disease, well, type of kidney disease that kidney disease people, um, have to, I don't know, I'm going to go on there, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of claims about, about, um. About people who have to eat meat to live, or they'll die, and I and I just don't buy it. Um, but you know, I'm not an expert, and I don't know what they're basing their claims on. So I, I will hesitate to say any more than any more than that. Um, so, in general, on your YouTube channel, do you get um, do you generally get people in opposition, or do you get people in support of veganism?
1: Usually, um, people in opposition. Interesting. Um, but- there are a few support messages I get, so that's
0: good. Are you hooked up to Porolita's channel? Yep. Okay, great. You can support each other. She's been doing it for quite a while, so she's she knows all about the YouTube commenters. I haven't done it. I've still got all kinds of things I'm supposed to be doing, but I do plan to um, post more YouTube videos as well, so then you'll have, um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to sort of support each other. Uh, more and Sam also has um he 's definitely got that one i think he 's got a couple of YouTube videos going on, so that's that 's pretty good
1: i'm actually i 'm actually planning on um getting a different YouTube channel because i don 't really like um my youtube name anymore veggie girl because... I don't want to be thought of as a vegetarian or a vegetable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I encourage yeah. I encourage that and support that decision. <laughs> yeah. Good decision. Um, that's really cool. So, um, gosh, I'm so glad that we finally got to speak again. And um, is there anything else that you wanted to say before I let you go?
1: Um, no, not really. <laughs>
0: okay. I think that we've I think we've pretty much gotten an idea of of how things are with you and what's going on. So, um I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and for doing your podcast and you know I want you to come on again I want to try to get where we can have group discussions all the um, there's a bunch of people who are really tech-minded who are hoping to organize stuff like that so we can have like six people on a podcast you know what I mean and we can have you me Sam Jordan William um, we could try to track Vish down, you know, and um, all of us could get on the mics together and um, have an old, have a good old powwow. So, but in the meantime, keep up the great work and I'll post links to all of those. Um, I'll post links to the YouTube channel and to the competition for the graphic design and to your blog and your podcast as well. Everybody, please listen to Emmy's podcast. We've got three episodes out already. They're very inspiring and... Um, Also very telling because she's had a unique experience, but I don't think it's as unique as we, you know, I'm pretty sure there'll be other people who have this experience and I want them to hear her story so that they can, you know, they can follow through the way that she did. So I'll let you get on with the rest of your day today. Are you on holiday from school? Yep. Awesome. Me too. So you have a good day and I can't wait to meet you. Um, We're definitely going to meet in October. If you're in Auckland, I'm going to come and see you, so... I'll see you then.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, bye.
0: Bye.